Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me, as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Uh, very keen to jump into a pretty important uh, week in Supercoach. It's, we've had a high-scoring week and we've got some uh, DPPs to, to just change our outlook, so it's, it's a good one. Yep, yep. Starting off with a weekly group winner, Pato. Um, yeah, do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> so the weekly group winner was uh me with Kingsley's biceps. Um yeah, had a had a fairly good week. I actually got scaled down two points as well, Pato. It was meant to be two four two nine and then they scaled me down to two four two seven. But anyway. Um but yeah, Lockie Neal finally delivered the goods. Fucking frustrating holding him for the entire time. And then yeah, he gets a high score of the round, so that helped. And um, yeah, we were actually matched up them. in one of our Supercoach co-captains leagues, Dano. So I was watching your score tick up over the weekend, and um, just a really good um adver- advertisement on holding your guys. I know you traded Tom Stewart back into your team after starting him, um, but you know guys like Lockie Neal, um, just Sean Darcy are the main two. Just, just I actually traded him. Group. Well, I traded him back in, Pato. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did. Well, lucky Neil. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, and I had my, I started Took and Took went good. So and yeah, just all around good shit. So um, anyway, we'll go into injuries and suspensions, and we've had some, now the carnage. Yeah, fuck this shit. Uh, so Zach Merritt one week, um, and they've openly said that they're going to challenge that um, tackle that he did. Same with Tom Green. Tom Green copped a week too, Pato. Uh, but I'm sure that the Giants will challenge that one as well. Um, what are you making of all these fucking dangerous tackles? I don't think either of them will get off. I think the AFL yeah. have flat out said we're stamping this out. We're t- they're too worried about the legal action behind all the head injury, long-term head injury that ex-AFL players uh, are providing a, um, a class action against the AFL. And this is their way of stamping it out. So AFL players just need to adjust uh, how they're doing things now, plain and simple. Yep. Otherwise, we're going to keep getting these one and two week suspensions for these dangerous tackles. It's plain and simple. What do you, what do you think's worse, Pato, at the moment? Uh, one of those tackles where they don't concuss someone, or studs to the throat of a person in a marking contest? Well, we won't go there because that's just another fucking Geelong scum getting off really, really dangerous shit. But anyway. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. Um, Steve Hocking, the AFL general manager of football operations back in 2019, said the studs up rule was brought in to ensure players did not employ their studs in marking contests in a manner likely to cause injury. Yet you got Patrick Dangerfield actively doing it to Jinby's throat and using him as a launch pad off his throat to get a mark. So anyway, but nothing came of that. We'll move on. Um, Joel Amity. Um, Hammy, eight to 12 weeks, Pato. So the, the Amity party is no longer. Yeah, it was a pretty shit party, um, as, as we sort of mentioned. Yeah, curfew, um, 8 p.m. I really, 
I really feel for the kid though, because he um is a really high talented kid. He's pretty much going to take the buddy throne from next year if he resigns, and and yeah. unfortunately he's got a three month hamstring in in development, which really hurts a, a young kid who is just finding his feet. But uh, yeah, if you attended the Amati party, you're probably going to have to grab your drinks out of the fridge and get on home. It's a bit warm by now. Um, Harry Sheasel, or as some people like to call him, the Schneezel, um, got a little bit of a corky, but you sure, surely he gets up. You'd think so. I just hope they don't use that as an opportunity to maybe rest him. Um, there's a bloke doing really absurd numbers in the VFL, and I know they don't mm-hmm. like a certain aspect of his game, but he will be would be playing against his former team if he does play. And, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully they don't put him on ice for the Gold Coast trip, but I have a sneaky feeling. Anyway, I won't go any further because I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen either. Uh, Ruben Jimby, um, ankle, got subbed off with a knock. Um, probably just a precaution, you'd think, but I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be trading him out anyway, Pato. Yeah, I don't... I can't get around that, honestly. Um, I think that is a little bit foolish, personally, I think there's other guys that you can jump off early rather than uh, Jinby, Ginby, whatever you want to say, because he's been playing midfield minutes. He played, what, 70, uh, sorry, 53% game time for a 51. What what does a bloke have to do? Like, he's still averaging 80-odd or 70-odd or whatever it is, 71. Um, surely there's someone else that is more ready to be traded out in people's teams than – I honestly think he's got almost 100K more to make. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with trading him out if it means that you can get one of those like Uber primos that have fallen off. I'm okay with that. Um or even potentially getting Jordan Dawson. Uh we can talk about that later. Now I think, Adam's yeah. Sorry, just quickly, I think with the way that Cash Gen's looking this year and with these younger guys getting rested by either being the sub or being subbed off halfway through games, it's just killing cash gen. So I think you've just got to play the long game and just wait for rookies to fully um, ripen because we're just not getting the rookie debuts either. I know we had a couple over the weekend, but nothing doesn't look super great, Dano. And we'll, we'll go through that when we talk about our rookie trading options, but... Yeah, I just think you have to play the long game, especially on guys like Jinby who have really, really good roles for Supercoach. Yeah. Now, we got Adam Saad. He's got a little bit of hammy tightness, it was, Pato. Um, and they said they're going to assess him during the week. Uh, don't know really what that's going to mean for him. Hopefully, it's nothing because uh, there are a few Saad owns. Um, but, yeah, it could mean someone else could come into the team that we will talk about in Waiting in the Wings. Yeah, I, I didn't see this game, Dana. I was out that night, but uh, sure, hopefully if anyone did jump on Saad, that it's just a precaution that they kept him off, uh, being that they were getting flogged by the crumb. Uh, but yeah, worrying signs. As a non-owner, I'm secretly hoping that he does maybe miss a few so we can get a little chin cotter debut. Hopefully not mm. at the expense of Cowan, but Cowan might be one that's ready to go anyway, just from his scoring. Yeah, yeah. Jai Simpkin, broken finger. No one knows when the fuck he's coming back. Good for Will Phillips owners, and Will Phillips got forward status, Pato. How fucking good. Yes, picked up forward status and is getting really good uh, CBA numbers. So 
Everything's pointing towards a really, really good trade-in. It's just so frustrating. I didn't start Will Phillips because he was named as the sub in round one. If he was named on field, he would have. He was a million percent in my team. Yeah. So really frustrating if you were on him and then didn't end up starting him. And now that he's looking like a really, really good cash cow. But yeah, if you did jump on him, you are laughing because he looks like he'll get sort of 80 odds until he's by and make heaps of money for us. Yep. Reese Stanley. I. That's all I've got here. Yeah, you got a lacerated eye or something. Um, they're calling it medium term, which I think in footy terms is maybe four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, not super, super coach relevant, except for someone that we will be talking about, Dano, and I won't go too much into that just yet. Yeah, yeah. Dan McStay and Nathan Murphy, uh, one, one's got the finger problem, one's got concussion, but the main reason we're talking about them is maybe some rookies might come through, uh, Pato. Yeah, hopefully. There is an absolute tall... Um, all stock carnage happening down at Collingwood and Richmond. It must be uh, sort of contagious as the next suburb over from from Collingwood. But uh, yeah, hopefully we get some rookies. I'm not too on top of the Collingwood VFL team, Dano. Maybe that's one for you in the waiting for the wing in the wings segment. But hopefully we get some. Then they, they got away with it a bit on the weekend. They used Billy Frampton as the ruckman, Dano, yesterday, and Ooh. they actually looked all right. But the Saints are so small. And they'll get away with that, but they won't get away with that against Essendon. So it'd be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got Chad Wingardrium Leviosa, um, lacerated tongue. Fucking wear your mouth guards, yeah. kids. Yeah, um, I don't know what a mouth guard would do for a tongue, though. Oh, I think it's the unless shut... it was his own teeth that caused the laceration. I'm pretty sure it was oh. top top teeth and bottom teeth combining into the tongue. Into the tongue. Because they were saying that he doesn't wear a mouth guard. Yeah, now that just makes me squirm just thinking about it. But And his head like bobbed up and like when he went to the ground, his head bobbed up and down and then straight away you see him just go, fuck. That's a big, big yikes. Um, Good for some rookies, um, guys like McKenzie, who should be staying in that team. Now Wingard was sort of getting in the way and he's a bit of a nothing player now anyway. So let's move on. Yep. We'll go for the rookies before waiting in the wings. Um, so rookie trading options, Matt Roberts, 129K forward mid minus 22 break even and 34 average. He finally didn't have the sub vest, Pato, and he looked fucking like we already knew that he looked good, but actually seeing him play a full game, we finally got to see the goods. Yeah, absolutely. He was really good against my beloved Tigers on the weekend. Um, playing a bit of a wing role and, um, yeah, was was really tough, tackled really well, was pretty good with the footy as well. Now, this is one that you're going to have to move pretty quickly on because he has played those games down already. So he is an active rookie in terms of price. So I think you've yep. got to be mindful of that. Uh, now, they didn't have any midfielders move out of the team, so that actually works out really well uh, because it looks like he should hopefully be in to stay. Now, Callum Mills did move into the back line for the weekend and played on Dustin Martin. Just missed out on defensive status, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't – look, who knows what they're going to do. But (laughs) they're obviously trying some new things. And we actually saw a Will Gould sighting as well, Dono, which was very exciting. We got him on pretty early (laughs) thanks to Amadi going off. Um, And just quickly going off topic here, as always – 
<laughs> but the, the cheers around um, Adelaide Oval every time we would touch the footy. Now, Sydney was smashing my team, but I, I got a little bit warm inside, if you know what I mean, uh, when, when I heard that. So... Clearly, we all love and uh, Will Gould, and hopefully he gets a full game on the weekend. Now, I haven't heard any news on the McCartan brothers with their concussions. Um, and Dane Rampey, it sounds like he was just a one-week thing. So we'll see what they do. Um, but hopefully, Matty Roberts does hold his spot. Um, yeah. and hopefully, we get Will Gould as well. We can give one more week of him and then bring him in the week after. But, yeah, very exciting. Hopefully, the Swannies give us some some rookies. Yeah. Dylan Williams uh, from Port, 123K forward, minus 43 break even, 58 average. Again, just one of those 50s scores, essentially, um, and just did his thing. And to be honest, I actually think his third game, which he should be playing this week, this is where he's going to get in like the 70s or something. I just got that, I just got that feeling about it. Um, yeah, I think he's just going to be one of those guys that just gets... 50 to 70s and just keeps consistently pumping him out. Yeah, Nothing hopefully just exciting. hold his spot. That's the thing. And he's now been a part of two wins in a row. Um, yeah. And that was a problem for Port Adelaide. So hopefully he does hold his spot for people that might be looking at bringing him in. Um, but as you said, the the numbers aren't flying off the page. So he maybe become expendable. But Darcy Byrne-Jones did play a full game and Williams held. Now, I didn't see much of this game, Dana, so I didn't really see the role that Williams was playing. Yeah. Um, but he was named on a bench, so he probably would have played a few different roles. But, yeah, not a bad option. I just have concerns about his job security, that's all. Um, I I don't. I don't, honestly. Um, He's played in defense again and occasionally pushed up the field. Um, Yeah. I think he does need to do – he didn't tackle as much as what I would have liked. Um, but, yeah, they won. So I think he'll stay in there. Um, Ned Moyle, next one, 123K Ruck for the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, apologies for people that got the bleeps last week. Uh, we actually did censor for the first time in the podcast history. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're not allowed to say that word. So there you go. Um, anyway, minus 27 break even. 50 average, and we did say that Ned Moyle would be like a really good R3 if you have wits, because no matter what, you'll have a ruck playing. And some people took that on board, well, and I got touch it. Wood. I got it. Yeah, yeah, touch wood. Um, a few people actually thanked us for that, Pado, um, because yeah, they were going to trade out wits, and instead they ended up trading in Moyle, and now they never have to worry about that those two out of three ruck positions again. And then it's almost a POD with wits. I don't know what his ownership is. I skipped over the rucks even don't know the, when I was putting the run sheet together because no yep. one's looking for a ruck, but um, yeah, almost turned into a POD because I think a lot of people would have jumped off wits. So obviously he's not going to score anywhere near what wits will, but when wits does play, he should be able to hopefully make up ground while keeping a hold of an extra trade, which it looks like they will become very golden very soon. Dano. Matty Johnson, a Frio, 139K, minus one break even, 35 average. Another one of those sub guys that finally got to play a full game and he pumped out a 67. Um, and he was the one that everyone was hot on in preseason. And we were hot on him last year, but then he never fucking played a game. But yeah, this year, everyone was about him. Didn't get named around one. And he was featured so much too in their intra clubs and whatnot. 
in the preseason. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see him get a full run at it. Yeah, he looked okay. Uh, the only thing that I would be concerned about is the fact that Will Brody was the sub. Yeah. Um, and Brody came in early. Um, Switzkowski got a pretty early injury in that first quarter and Brody came in and Brody looked pretty good for the time he was on, but they've also got five to come back as well. So unfortunately, like he looked okay, but he wasn't like unbelievable. So, I mean, hopefully Johnson does hold his spot, but if I'm tossing up between two, I think Roberts and Williams are probably the two with much better job security than Johnson. Yeah. Seamus Mitchell, Vawthorn, 123K, Defender slash forward, minus 18 break-even, 67 average. Yeah, they played the one game, though, Pato. Um, But, yeah, you got Will Day coming back. That's the only thing. Like, are they just playing him there because Will Day's out? Did he do enough to hold his spot? I don't know. I I don't think they're playing the same roles because Will Day's been playing midfield. And it does have a little bit of a flow-on effect with other guys like Conan Ash and, and Warple and all that sort of stuff. But I think he looked really good. Um, obviously, Wingard's gone down. I think there are spots there for him. McKenzie will obviously come back in this week, and then we've got Day next week. But I think we're comparing apples and, and oranges here, Dano. I don't think um, I don't think Mitchell is someone that will be be uh, will be affected by Will Day. He played mostly half back um, and floated up a little bit, so and got seventy so, touches. So you don't think a player a player that's guaranteed best twenty two coming in won't push a fringe player out? I think he's done enough after this one game to suggest he's not a fringe guy. One game? I probably wouldn't be jumping on him after one game. Yeah, there we go. Um, but waiting in the wings. This, yeah, if he's named this week, I think he's all right. Yeah, okay. Waiting in the wings uh, time, Pato. And um, look, some, some games got played, some didn't. And I'm just going to f- focus on pretty much there's four guys. Um, but one of them, no one will ever consider. Um, so I'll start off with him. Uh, Matt Crouch. <laughs> no one will ever pick him up. That guy. No, no. Because he, keep, he keeps fucking slutting it up in the sandful. So I feel like I have to mention him, even though he goes ev- against every single fiber of the whole waiting in the wings thing. It might impact some of the younger guys in the Adelaide team if he does step in, but I can't see him getting in. I just got to mention it. He's 37 disposals. Um, fucking nine tackles, nine marks. So yeah, anyway, get him out of the way. Fucking he won't. Wasn't, if yeah, wasn't there no sandfall over the weekend because gathering? So this was the week. Um, just gone. Right. Um, so yeah, Last I just week. thought I'd ha- have to bring him up. Um, the other one that I got to bring up as well. Um, that might have an impact on potentially players in the AFL team. Aaron Hall. Um. Just, again, slutting it up um, in the VFL. But as you said earlier, Pato, uh, the main reason why he's in the VFL at the moment and hasn't come back into the AFL team is because there was concerns over his defensive efforts, as in running back and tackling and whatnot and just seagulling it. So, um, yeah, I just had to quickly mention those two because they were beasting. Anyway, we'll go into the proper waiting in the wings guys now. And I'm going to say it again because he didn't play on the weekend because the Giants VFL didn't. But what the fuck does Josh Faye have to do to get a gig? Motherfucker's averaging 35 disposals in the VFL. Just off half back. And he's so fucking creative with it too and just can't get a gig. 
Uh, anyway, he's one of the my my major ones. But this guy actually did play on the weekend, and that's Chinkota. Uh, he got 34 disposals, 23 of which were kicks, eight marks, four tackles, 10 inside 50s, Pato, three rebound, rebound 50s. He didn't get a free kick four, though, but he got one free kick against, but who gives a fuck? Uh, he scored 130-plus in Supercoach, uh, two. So he's definitely one that is waiting in the wings. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I, I surely would think that Cowan's time is done, unfortunately, in the senior team. Yeah. Um, he's looked okay at times, but I think he's just probably due a spell. And I'm, I'm surprised that Chincotta didn't play round one being a 26-year-old mature age rookie. But especially the fact that Carlton got pumped on the weekend, they're going to definitely look to make changes. And unfortunately, those 19-year-olds that are in the team, like Lockie Cowan, uh, are the ones that tend to make way first. So surely that is one of the changes that they make this week. Yeah, agreed. Um, keep mentioning this bloke as well. Uh, at Mr. Laurie from Melbourne Football Club. Got 32 disposals on the weekend. Uh, two marks, one tackle, three inside 50s, one rebound 50. And again, this bloke had a zero freeze for and one free against. But unfortunately, he plays for Melbourne, Pato, and he's not going to be cracking that team again anytime soon, you would think. Yeah, they had James Harms playing BFL as well, as well yep. as Luke Dunstan, who has shown that he's like an okay AFL player. Well, it's Josh Shacker, who's just a, a number one draft pick. So, yeah, he is a left fielder, but I don't see him cracking the team anytime soon, Pato. But he was one that I'm pretty sure people were looking at as a mature ager for their super coach. Do you remember the name Rhett Montgomery? Yes. Yeah. So he had a serviceable game in the VFL. 10 kicks, 12 handballs, so 22 disposals, 5 marks, 1 tackle, 2 inside 50s, 3 rebound 50s. And he seems to be slowly getting there. And I personally, like, as we know in the back line at the moment, we want some downgrade targets, Pato, and I'm hoping that this motherfucker continues to keep improving. Essendon are plugging away, but you never know. They might need someone to come in and hopefully it ends up being Rhett Montgomery and then he shows what he can do. So uh, otherwise, why the fuck did they pick him up? Was it to feed their VFL team? I can't help but think that D'Ambrosio is ahead of him in the pecking order. Yeah, he he went okay as well, 20 disposals. Yeah, but I, I can't see them debuting a kid like Montgomery for Anzac Day. They've just come off beating Melbourne. So they're not going to look to make many unforced changes. They're going to have to make one, obviously, with Zach Merritt, but they will probably bring in Hobbs for him. Um, Funny you should say that they wouldn't bring in a, a kid like Rhett Montgomery when he's 22 years of age. Well, he hasn't played like Ben Hobbs has. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. God damn it. Um, going to the VFL uh, a little bit more. Box Hill, um, just shout out to Ramsden, kicked four goals, one. Uh, Box Hill really fucked up Collingwood. And I just want to do another quick shout out as well. Brent. Did you see the fucking waffle results? I feel oh. for West Coast waffle team. They lost to West Perth 217 to 48. West Coast as a whole are for a, a big world of trouble. And shout out, this this bloke doesn't play AFL, but shout out to Keedle. 
Do you want to hear this stat line, Pato? He had 11 marks, yes. 11 marks, 18 kicks, four handballs. So that's 22, 22 disposals and 10 goals for against West Coast for EFL. He got that a triple. He got a triple double for goals, disposals, and marks. <laughs> fucking well done, well fucking done. Oh, anyway, that's waiting in the wings, done and dusted there, Pato. We'll move on to normal broadcasting. <laughs> so, who who are some primo trade ins, Pato, that you can think of that? Uh, like a must-have because I think there's a fairly obvious one. Yeah, I've changed my tune. Um, I am in operation. Get Jordan Dawson at all costs. Yeah, six fifty-five k defense slash mid now. Is he the highest averaging mid in the game right now? Fuck. Yeah, yeah, shit. One hundred and twenty-nine average, twenty-seven percent owned, fifty-four break-even, and he plays Hawthorne this week. Just. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to because I don't have Jordan Dawson myself. I'm trying to figure out a way to get him in, and I'm nine k short. I think there's time. a way don't know, and I don't think you're going to like the answer. What is it? It's jumping off an underperforming primo that we all thought was a primo at the start of the year. It was just not quite at the level. Who who is that? He plays for your Giants. Nah, Tom Green. I'm okay with. I just I don't think he's quite at the level. He may he's averaging over thirty disposals a game. The, put it this way, an average of hundred. So can I can I just say something? The this Hawthorne football fan page was like bragging about Connor Nash because they're like Connor Nash kept um what was it kept Tom Green to just nine disposals in the third quarter. <laughs> They're fucking bragging about old? him not hitting 10 <laughs> disposals in a quarter. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Um, they yeah, also could... lost the game, so I feel like they should also be refer- referencing that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, anyway, back to this. Um, you could get rid of Green. I'm, I'm personally holding um, back in your primos. Uh, but, yeah, Jordan Dawson. Yeah, I'm, I could use Setterfield or... Hopper, but I just refuse to because they got more money to make. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Dawson. Setterfield just quickly had a ripping job on Mr. Oliver and who still somehow got to 40 touches. Um, but when the game was there to be won, Oliver did absolutely fuck all and it was all down to Will Setterfield. So still got to 91 himself as well, too. So yeah. 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 And hopefully, hopefully he didn't do too well that they're going to look at tagging every week with Setterfield because that obviously does affect his scoring. Yep. But yeah, anyway, Jordan Dawson, I can't seem to fit him in right now without having to chop out one of those guys. And I reckon it's more beneficial that I keep them than get rid of them just yet. Um, but yeah, he's okay in no time. Then I wait for the off game. Anyway, what goes up must come down at some stage, Pato. Uh, Jack Sinclair. Prime example, Jack Sinclair, 546K now. 99 average, 8% owned, 113 break even um he's been playing some mid time too pato uh but jack Steele should be back soon who will be a fucking juicy pod at some stage yeah and yeah, a... sorry oh no carlton give up big scores to half backs too they do they do uh yeah 
bit of a bit of Sam Doherty about the way that Jack Sinclair has been while playing midfield minutes. But I think once Steele is back, which is apparently this week, he sh- Sinclair should go back to his halfback role where we know he scores very, very well. Yeah. Um, and he had a lazy 150 against Carlton last season as well. So that is absolutely worth mentioning. Um, this is a classic example of targeting guys that are just buying low uh, rather than spending another 111K, sorry, 109K to get to Jordan Dawson. Um, this saves you some money. And uh, Sinclair, I I mean, he won't score as much as Dawson, but just think of what else you can do with that 100K. Yep, exactly. Jakey Lloyd, Paddo. Fucking remember when I was like, oh, is Jake Lloyd going to be back this year in preseason? And I didn't. Didn't back it. Fucking filthy. Anyway, he seems to be getting better and better. And he, he is the epitome of the fallen primo. They have one off season and realistically we should have started him. Um, 533K, 107 average, 5% owned, 70 break even. He is the sixth best ranked defender this year. And he's, and he's yeah. getting better each game. He is. He is. Now he's the sixth ranked defender. That is with Harry Sheasel who's picked up DPP, of course, and that is including the fake Primo in Luke Ryan. So it looks <laughs> to be amongst that group. Now, there's a few fallen guys like James Sicily, who's actually been playing a really shit role a couple of weeks of an absolute lockdown, um, and as, as well as Tom Stewart as well, who should move into that top six group. But Jake Lloyd will be thereabouts, I think. And, um, yeah, he, he looks like he's back to his traditional ways. Um, I don't think we'll ever see sort of 120 like we did in peak Jake Lloyd, but I think he can average around 100 to 105, and I think that's pretty good for for top eight sort of defense this year, Dano. So not a, not a bad value pick right there. Yeah, yeah. We'll move on to the midfield anyway, Pato. So Tuk, Tuk Miller, 624K, 115 Average 12% owned at 112 break even, and he is playing North Melbourne and Richmond and then Melbourne. North yeah, Melbourne. Three teams that are giving up very big scores to midfielders. Yep. Uh, just last week, Brisbane midfielders absolutely dominated against North, and Neil obviously had 176, and, and Dunkley had 133. So I took Miller amongst that this weekend. So now would be a really, really good time to get a slightly discounted Tuke Miller, um, 38000 less than his starting price at 624000 as you said, Dano. Um, averaging 115, which isn't bad at all, and that's good for sixth in the whole competition in terms of midfielders. And I, and I think he is amongst the best scoring midfielders on the rest from this point on. Um, starting with the next three weeks, Dano, who are who are against three teams that don't really tag. So, yeah, hasn't dropped below 106 either. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've had him since the start. Anyway, <laughs> Clayton Oliver, 698k. This fucking pains me. 128 average, 46 percent ownership. I don't have him. Fuck. 168 break even, and he could fucking hit it. And like. Last week, I was so hoping when when I saw his halftime score, I'm like, fuck yes, this is it, Pado. We are fucking ready. And then I switched it off and looked at the end result. I was like, what the fuck bad. happened? Uh. Funnily, funnily enough, his big even is exactly the, pri- uh, the score that he got last year against Richmond. <laughs> oh. 
And against North Melbourne last year, he scored a lazy one seventy eight. So it's going to be hard. I'm not going to jump on him just yet, but I'm probably going to this game, Dana. I might hopefully last till three quarter time at least. Because <laughs> Richmond are going to get flogged. But eh, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty watching Clayton Oliver get it about 65 times before Dimmer goes, oh, we might put someone on him now. Yeah, this will, this will be ugly for non-owners. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to feel it. Um, Lockie Neal, 636k, 118 average, 18% owned, 90 break even. And yeah, he fucking looked sexy hot last week. Oh, I wish I captained him. Anyway, hopefully this is the start of the Lucky Neal run that we know, that we know that he can do. Yeah, yeah, it looks to be the case, Dano. Now, he does have the Giants this week, which is fine, but worth noting that next week he does have Freo, who have been tanning a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see whether they go to Dunkley or Neal. But, yeah, you're right, Nick, uh, Lucky Neal did look to be his prime Brownlow level best on the weekend and is just really warmed up to his season after a month of sort of average-ish scoring. But I feel like he's going to just explode from this point on. Um, if you can hold out, though, he does have the round 12 buy, and I think that'd be a really good time to maybe jump on him. Um, his price should hopefully kind of remain once that 176 jumps out. Hopefully does get a little bit of attention against Frio, and that will just or his uh, money-making ability. Yep, yep. Now, here's a bloke that I'm eyeing the fuck out of this week, Pato. Rory Laird, 638k, 109 average, 22% owned. He's got a break-even of 137, but who does he have this week, Pato? He has the Hawks. He has the Hawks. I can just see him running a fucking muck. I can see him running a muck. Um, I have a feeling that the teams are actually going to focus more on Jordan Dawson than they are on Rory Laird. Um, so yeah, I feel like this is really good time. I reckon he can make that break even. I reckon he'll crack 137. He could, don't I? I, I agree. Dawson is super damaging by foot, and I think that's what makes him probably a, a more of a tag candidate than than Rory Laird. Hmm. Um, worth noting that Hawthorne have been tagging, though. Um, Finn McGuinness, I believe, didn't play on the weekend, but they still tagged. Um, did they tag yeah. Josh Kelly, Dano? No, they ch- they tagged um, Green right. with Connor so Nash. Josh Kelly just had a, a down game. Yeah, they, they tagged with Connor Nash. So they put a big body on a big body. Yeah, right. Makes sense. Yeah, and... but yeah, yeah, no, no, right for the picking. Um, you've got your discount for if you didn't start him, you're sixty five thousand less than what he started at. I think you're a lot happier paying six thirty eight k than the seven hundred k that I paid for him at the start of the year. Yep. Um, however, I, I people will be super worried about bringing him back in if they did trade him out, but. Don't worry about that, people. I'm a prime yeah. example of trading someone in that you traded out. <laughs> Legit. Uh, but I just want to point this out with Rory Laird. So his next three opponents are Hawthorne, Collingwood, and Geelong. His last three games against Hawthorne have been 125, 178, and 111. Against Collingwood, his last three have been 154, 144, and 185. Fuck me. And then Geelong, 118, 102, 120. So the next two games, 
regardless of the third one against Geelong, the, le- the next two games, he could fucking go boonanas. And I want to be there for it, especially against Collingwood. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's why I'm all for trying to get in Rory Laird this week. Um, we'll quickly move on. Darcy Parrish, 557K, 104 average, 2% owned. So POD territory, 116 uh, break even. Huge POD. Loves a bit of Anzac Day. Um, could easily hit that 116 because Collingwood aren't tagging. No, and um, got 133 against them in Anzac Day last year. So does love the matchup judging off that, Dano. And if Zach Merritt doesn't play, I think that helps Parrish even more. Yep. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Um, quick one here again. Jack McRae, 582K, 104 average, 9% owned. So pretty much POD-ish. Uh, 122 break even. Um, he's got he's had increased CBAs lately and 110 three round average. But Pato, can we trust Bevo? I'm going to say no. We can't trust Bucker. <laughs> um, there's a word that we peeped out last week that he's also reserved for people like him. Um, oh. Actually, that's a bit unfair. It does seem like a nice bloke. So it does seem like a great bloke. But fuck, it's frustrating having his players in Supercoach. Um, he actually mm. nearly caught forward status, Dano. That's how much he wasn't playing midfield. And can I can I just has... say who did get forward status from them? Yeah, Bailey Sniff. No, Caleb Daniel. And Sniff and Smith. Yeah, Caleb Daniel got forward status. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah. Can can you trust him? No. Proven gun, no. Yeah. Like fuck. So a little bit of a POD there, which is weird to say about Jack McRae. Now, Pato, you've put a really fucking weird one on this uh, run sheet, so I'm going to let you explain why you've put Mark Blitzarves at 482k mid slash ruck with 87 average, 2% owned, and 90 break even into the run sheet. Yeah, this is pending some more news, Dano. Yep. Um, obviously, with Reese Stanley going down, um, they've called it medium turn, and he's obviously their first choice ruckman. Um, but when Mark Blitzabs rocks, he does really well. Now, on the weekend, Dano, he scored 124. Now, he tagged in the first half and then went into the ruck in the second half. Yeah. Um, once Stanley had gone down. Um, so there's some obvious uh, data already there, Dano. Um, the other one is last year, um, Stanley went down towards the end of the year, did he? Or towards the middle, Dano? Can't remember off the top of my head. So it looks like it was the middle, but he had a run of tons um, yeah. with increased ruck time and it did average 96 on the year. Sorry, 98, I mean. Um, yep. So there is some data there. Now, he literally could play any position on the ground, Dano. That's how versatile this guy is. Um, and, and like I've spoken about with guys like Liam Baker, that is almost their flaw in terms of super coach, but... You wait for these opportunities. Now, if Jaden Short were to go down long-term, I'd be all over Liam Baker like a rash. Yeah. So in a similar vein, now that Vardy... Not Vardy. Jeez, that's going back a while, isn't it? Um, <laughs> now that Stanley has gone down... Yeah. Um, now, it's a shame it's not more of a longer-term thing. Um, but in saying that, I do think they have a ruck going around in the twos, Dano. Um, whose name is Scar, Jonathan Segler. So theoretically, he'll probably come in and play as that number one ruck. But if for whatever reason he's not named next weekend, 
Blitzavs could be a sneaky mm. POD. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you got the Premiership Ruckman running around in your fucking BFL, you'd think you'd pluck him out and play him, wouldn't you? You'd think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting shout, Pato. Interesting shout. I'll, we'll see how it all pans out this uh, week with team selections. Anyway, um, I, I like the fact that you've put this bloke on the run sheet but haven't, like, elaborated further. Um, it's just in terms of Fremantle mids. Um, and it's Caleb Sarong, but I want to elaborate a little bit further on him. So he's 573K. Dude's fucking averaging. What is he averaging? He's averaging a fair bit. Um, it's, oh, well, here we go. Yeah, 112.6, but he's three-round average of 130.7, five-round average of 112.6. So there you go. Um his lowest score came in round one against St. Kilda when Ross Lyon opted to tag him over Andy Brayshaw or Will Brody, all those guys. He opted to tag Caleb Strong, and it seems to be, we, we question it, but it seems to be the right move because he got a 70, and then he went on a run of 101, 146, 100, and 146. Is he now the number one midfielder at Frio? Because the, the data so far says that it looks like he's overtaken everyone. Now, just like with Luke Davis Uniac, yeah. I'm calling this a trap, Dano, just for this year. Okay. I Longmuir, Longmuir, Longmire, whichever one is the Freo coach, has come out and said that Brayshaw is dealing with something. Yeah. I feel like he will eventually come good and then balance will be restored. Now Granted, Sarong has looked incredible over the last few weeks. Really, really good. Um, I must admit that his two highest scores are both 146s against Gold Coast and West Coast. Something in a name. Yeah, yeah. He does love a coasting, doesn't he? Yeah, he Um, does. Bit of a flat track coasting, if I must. He likes to run it coast to coast. I I feel like this is a next year option for Sarong uh, because I think, as I said before, balance will be restored. So... I'm going to say this is a trap. Do not go there. Um, it's really okay. easy to get sucked into to these big scores. And, yeah, he was good. Um, but a lot of these midfielders do have really big games. Like Noah Anderson a couple of weeks ago had a 150 or didn't he? Yeah, something like Did, that. Does anyone know what he's done since then? Like, not much. So I, I, I'm calling this a bit of a flash in the pan. Um, Noah Anderson's averaging 105 and certainly not setting the world on fire, by the way. So, um, yeah, I'm calling it a... a a trap, I think, at the first sign of a really good Brayshaw game, I think is a really big jump on um, as a fallen primo um, and that classic definition of a fallen primo as well. But I'd be steering clear of Caleb Sarong. Yep, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. We'll move on to the forward line now, Pato. And there was a... Was it last week or the week before? I can't remember. I was saying to keep an eye on Stephen Cornelio because his price will obviously drop. He's now at 485k. He's got a 96 average, 19% own, and 108 break even. So is he right for the picking now? I don't know. I'd be okay with taking a punt on it, especially if um, Green's one-match suspension is upheld. Then you're pretty like, oh, yeah, Canelio's probably going to go 120 plus or some shit like that. Um, If Green doesn't, Probably could still. He's he looks like a new player with not being captain. Like he looks, he, he was dry. He was actually leading on the field from the midfield, and I don't know why he wasn't doing that when he was captain. But anyway, um, yeah, 
he he's one a prime example of fallen primo. Get them while they're cheap. He is really great value, Dano. Um, I look at his run though. He's got a really tough five weeks coming up. Um, so the Giants have and block your ears a bit here, Dano, because it's, it doesn't get better for for the Giants. Yeah. Um, but they have Brisbane, then they have Sydney. Yeah, that's Sydney. that's okay. I'm okay with that. The Bulldogs. Yeah, that one will probably be menacing. Collingwood at the G. Yep. St Kilda, who apparently are really second good. They're first. No, Essendon are first. Are they? Which is no, not St Kilda. No, nope, St Kilda's still first. 16 points each, but St Kilda's 144.1%. Essendon 128%. Yeah. Then they played Geelong. That's their next six weeks, Dano. And then it opens up from there. Then they've got Richmond and North back to back. Yeah, but you'd think against, like you'd against Brisbane and all them, they'll still get points in the midfield. They will still. True, they, it's true. not so, like you won't. He'll go out and score like 40, 40, 40. Yeah, true. Points are going to yeah, go no, somewhere. I, I think it's great value. That's that's why he's the first mentioned forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zachy Butters, four ninety six k forward mid, uh, ninety six average, like Canelio. 105 three-round average, 4% owned, and a 52 break-even. So he's got West Coast this week. Uh, but why Why are we considering Butters? Why, Pato? He, his uh, CBAs have gone up the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and we've seen that Hinkley does make these changes when things aren't going well, and they have won the last couple of weeks. Rosie's... CBAs have gone down, by the way, which sucks. But Rosie was the guy last year that they threw in there at the expense of Butters. Um, and it really changed their fortunes around, don't I? And if you trust the trend and you trust that he's going to stay in there, um, I can see a 110 average incoming and under 500K. I think it's great value. But I am skeptical of the role change back. But at the very least, you get a nice big score this week against the Eagles. Um, and he does finish off the year against Richmond in the final round as well, which will be your league grand finals. So there's enough to, there's enough to like. Dano, if you can trust that he's going to stay in that role. Yep, yep, cool. So we'll go on to question time, Pato. And I'm struggling to fucking... I've got way too many responses on this fucking Patrick Dangerfield shit that I can't actually... Find where the questions have gone. Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Some of these responses to my thing are really dumb too. Anyway. Uh where are you? Important week at Supercoach. No, we haven't we haven't got anything on Twitter for the first time ever. No, but we got a lot on Facebook, so let's switch it over. It's actually usually the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, okay. Come on, Twitter community. Get 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 your shit together. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong about Facebook. Okay. So Nerds for Life Supercoach said, considering any of the new DPPs in Keys, Zorko or Smith up forward. Well, obviously not Smith because he's injured, but Zorko or Keys, Pato, would you consider either one of them? I couldn't with Keys because he's going to be way too up and down unless he miraculously gets slapped back into that midfield, which... Can't see that happening. Not with Dawson doing what he's doing. 
Uh, Keys and Zorko is a no from me. Um, as you said, Keys isn't getting back into that midfield unless some really bad injury carnage happens. Zorko, I cannot get behind. Now, he is another one that role, that's role does get moved around a lot. He plays forward, he plays half back, he plays wing. To know from me, he's also a fucking knucklehead and he's also old and he's also injury prone. So there's three red flags right there. Um, Bailey Smith is an interesting one, though. Um, obviously, once he's back from injury, I'd want to see some data before jumping on. Yeah. But he's a guy that can get the footy a lot. Probably more of a, a dream team slash uh, AFL fantasy sort of yep. option because he doesn't do the contested stuff. But I'd, yeah, I'd be waiting and seeing. So, yeah, to answer the question, considering any of the new DPPs, yes, but not the three that you mentioned, Nerds for Life. Yep. Okay. Liam says, what do we think of Caleb Sarong? Seems to be scoring re- really well and under 600K. I think Pato summed it up before. He said he's a trap. Yeah, sorry, Liam. So, sorry if I thunder a little bit there, but it's a no from me. I, I think, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a trap. Um, happy to be proven wrong in a way that we would just lock him in for next year, but I just don't think he quite reaches that level. He might be a little bit like LDU last year. He might have some really big games, but also have some lower games, but then he'd be ripe to to pick off next year. Now, Chris says, given Schneezel, and he says in brackets, spelt as pronounced, <laughs> can now ship, be shifted down back. Who are your top six forwards to own now or after the buys or whichever if you move Schneezel to defence? Do we still like Goulden as a top six forward or was this preseason smoke that got us all keen on him? I I don't know whether Schneezel will be in everyone's defence line, Dana. I know that def- the defenders haven't started off greatly. I feel like Schneezel... <laughs> I won't stop calling him Schneezel now. Um, <laughs> I think he'll end up being a forward line keeper, not a defender's keeper. I think the defenders will end up being higher scorers. Um, but in terms of the question itself, it's hard to see Jeremy Cameron dropping out of the top six now. He has started unbelievably. I think, obviously, Dunkley will be there. Did he ask about forwards? Yeah, top six forwards. Fuck. Okay. Um, Taranto is going to be there for sure. I can. I think Gordon will be there by the end. I think he will solidify himself in there. I think Cornelio probably moves himself back to that probably top eight, maybe like fringe top eight. Um, I think Darcy Cameron will for sure be in that group as well. Is that five or six that I've mentioned? And she's... I'm okay with you saying Petrarca because Petrarca just missed. No, so he just missed out on forward status because yeah, he played deep. eight. Because he played eighty percent time in the in the middle on the weekend, he missed out by zero point four percent to get forward status. Yeah, but his CBAs have gone up, not down, so they're trending upwards. I still reckon he could get there. I don't think he will. Okay. I really want him to for my fucking Supercoach draft I'm, team. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say with what Chris was asking, um it's probably available now forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to chuck that in. Um Baden. the Port Adelaide situation is is crucial to that because it's gonna be hard to to think what Rosie and Butters do. Now Rosie might end up being a sort of top ten guy, not a top six, and it's gonna be one of those really fucking annoying ones, ones yeah. End of the season because he's not quite top six, but everyone 
fucking has him anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Luxury trading me out. Yeah, Jeremy Cameron's the one. Like, he might keep getting away from people, Dano. He's he's on a scoring run. Yeah. He will stop soon. Key forwards always, always have down games. He's already had down games this year. It's just annoying that I think one of them happened in, like, round one <laughs> or some shit. Well, so. Yeah. Well, he had 80 against Collingwood and 77 against Gold Coast. And when you compare him with other forwards, um, Dunkley has had an 84 against Collingwood, um, ironically, as well. Um, you look at Tim Taranto. I know he's had down games. He had a 95 against Adelaide. That's his lowest score. Um, and you look at, like, Rosie's probably had more than that in that yeah. price. I think mean, he's had he's one fucking 100. One score over 100. So if his bad games are going to be 80-odd, I don't think that's bad in the forward line. He's playing up the ground. The issue is he's now $565,000. Like, mm-hmm. it's too much now. If you jumped on him at the start at 500 k you're a fucking genius. But I think you've missed the boat, and I think, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, he plays for Geelong. Like, I can't get around <laughs> that. Baden goes Caminiti, Cam McKenzie, Jinby, Liam Jones, and Oscar Baker. Who are the three worth holding? Well, Caminiti's a no because he's about to get six weeks suspension, or he should. Oh. So you're saying you would right. you'd say Mackenzie, Jinby, and probably Baker to hold? No, to hold. I'm saying if you're holding three of those, yeah, you need McKenzie, to hold three out of the five. Mackenzie, Jinby. Baker only because he plays Richmond this week. That's why I was. You just agreed with me. <laughs> Wait, no, Baker doesn't play for Melbourne anymore. He plays for Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs. I'm gonna. Sorry, it was at Melbourne last <laughs> fucking, year. Um, fucking hell. No, I'm gonna say Mackenzie Ginby Jones as a three. Jones got eighty odd on the weekend, and Josh Bruce went down with injury, um, with a concussion, I believe. So. He's okay for one more week. Caminiti, you've got to jump off because he's missing a month at least. Um, I'm actually going to jump off McKenzie this week, Dano. Same. Um, but but Jinby, I'm holding on to. I'm tossing that motherfucker. Fair enough. I, I've I've got bigger fish to fry. Aaron Nashi says thoughts on cheap cogs, and then Duncan uh, says already... Duncan then says Nah, just pay full price in round one. Winky face. <laughs> Um, that would suck if you did start him. Um, we already addressed this. Thoughts on Cogs. We're, we're all aboard the Cogs train. Um, I, it's still a toss-up for me. I want Jordan Dawson so badly. And if I'm getting Dawson, I'm not getting Cogs this week. Yeah. With a break-even of about 106 and playing Brisbane, though, this week, I think I can afford to hold off one more week and just get Cogs next week. Yeah, agreed. Tate says, imagine whinging about being cursed and then getting the best week's weekly score. What a flog. He goes, ha, 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 just kidding. Well done, Dano. I'm just jealous, but we have broken the curse. Is that the Sean Darcy curse? It's just our, where whoever we traded um, in would just get injured. Yeah, very unlikely. And it was the ruck line, and it was like three weeks in a row. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Jono says, is it too late to get Will Phillips? That's the first question that he has. I think it is too late. Yeah, I think it's too late as well. Um, he's already gone up a hundred K or so. The midfield time is probably going to spike a little bit with Jai Simpkin going down. Yeah. They've also got Kane Turner who has played midfield previously. 
Um, look, he could become part of that first choice midfield group and it'd be really, really good. But Hugh Greenwood's been playing as a sub. So there's midfielders around. So I'm going to say no. If you haven't already got him, I would be steering clear of Will Phillips. Even guys like Chase Jones, I think, like, just steer clear of those sort of guys. Okay. Especially in a year where money is so hard to come by in terms of rookies. I think you've got to avoid those sort of plays. They were great last year. Um, and a little bit the year before with like Aaron Hall and that sort of shit, but not, it's not a year for that sort of stuff. I don't think Dano. Okay. So on Chase Jones, on Chase Jones. Now man started what as a sub in round three um, and quickly got to 34 really fast. Round four, 93, round five, 116. He looks like he's relishing on that wing role, man. And he's just listed as a defender in Supercoach. I actually don't mind Chase Jones just by watching him. Break even of negative 31 and plays Hawthorne this week. I know. 308K. So I, I actually don't mind the Chase Jones call. The problem is he's not a keeper. So many people said that about Hewitt and shit. They said he was a stepping stone. Ended up keeping him all year long until he got injured. So Chase Jones was a really high draft pick. And I'm so glad that this guy got through um, being a little bit slower to develop because he was shat on so hard by Adelaide fans. And you should not be ashamed of treating a number nine draft pick like he was. Um some kids can't just step in and be ready to play fucking AFL straight away. And I'm so glad that Chase is now looking uh, really, really good um, because he deserves it because fuck people that think they can just shit on kids like that. But anyway, look, I see, I see the logic. I just think, especially in a week where people are trying to get to Dawson, people are trying to get to Primo's. I just think the price point is just far too awkward. Just, I'm just saying, even with that sub game, he's averaging 19.3 disposals, 13 kicks, 5.3 marks, which apparently is elite. 5.3 marks. Um, and yeah, he had that fucking sub game. So I, I'm, yeah, I actually don't mind the Chase Jones one, um, just because you threw his name out there. Uh, that's yeah, all the questions I've got. Oh, wait, no, there's one more. There's one more. One more. Yeah, he, uh, Jono's second parter is also Roberts from the Swans. Will he start to avoid the green vest after a 90 on the weekend? I think he does. I think he does avoid it. I hope so, because I'm bringing him in. I think so many are bringing him in. And I'm going to wait for that team sheet to come out and hopefully that he's on the bench or on the field or whatever. Just not in those emergencies or extended... What what would they be there for the Saturday game? So we wouldn't get extended bench on the Thursday, would we? Oh, no, we no, would. No, we'll, we'll get the 22. Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. I keep forgetting there's a game on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> yep. Anzac Day round. Yep. Uh, okay. At well, least we'll know about Dylan Williams really early in the round, though. Yeah, correct, correct. And Johnson. No, John. yeah, Johnson will know fucking ASAP. Um, anyway, Pato, we are not called the Supercoach Co-Captains for nothing because every week we give everyone a VC and C options to set their team apart from the rest. And we're fucking not too bad at picking VCs and Cs, I must say, Pato. Um, yeah, for everyone else. <laughs> for everyone else. 
fuck. I was just like, oh, yeah, lucky deal. This could be the round. And he fucking pops off. And I'm like, damn it. I didn't do it myself. But I, I took Sean Darcy's fucking VC. <laughs> anyway, he's still do good. Um, speaking of which. Yeah, I, uh, I, sorry, just before we start, I VC'd Crips on the weekend, as I mentioned in the pod last week. Um, yeah. for an 80, obviously, but left the C on big Sean Darcy. I just wanted to get it over with. I don't want to wait. Dacos was probably plan B, so I've I've done well out of that. Got an extra yeah. eight out of it. Yeah, cool. Anyway, Friday. Speaking of big Sean Darcy, it's Fremantle versus Western Bulldogs at Optus. So who would you, now? This this is hard because so many VC options in this one, and you can't ignore Big Tim English at all. He's on the the ton run at the moment. Yeah, it doesn't have a very good record against Frio, though. That's the thing. Interesting. What is his record versus Frio? Let's have a quick squeeze. 86-69-143. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I think he's a new man, though. Well, uh, he was a new man last year, and he only scored, what, 90-odd? 80-odd, whatever it is. Yeah. There is one in this game that, yeah, like, likes a bit of Optus, it seems, and that's Marcus Bontempelli. I don't know why he likes Optus. <laughs> because that's where West Coast play their home games. Don't look too much into that. Frio will target Bont hard. And Bont got a 149 at Optus against Frio last time. Two years yeah. ago. Fucking really likes Optus. Holy shit. <laughs> um. But a hundred last year. Yeah, Marvel. true, true. Uh, what round was that though? When he did it last year at Marvel? Because was it 20, when he was twenty-two? Oh, Not no, round twenty-one. Yep. So towards the end of the year. So it wasn't when he was nursing through that injury in the start no, of the no, year. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually sh- personally, I'm avoiding this game. I've got a couple of really good options in this game, but I'm avoiding it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't even surprise me if I wonder what McRae goes like against Frio generally. You could McRae's do... a good shout. What about a cheeky Caleb Sarong? There's a big POD VC. <laughs> hey? Hey? Nah. Uh, Brayshaw's nursing that injury. I'm going to go, let's, let's, let's see. Cheeky Caleb Sarong. What was his previous score? Yeah, he scored. Two two out of his three games against Western Bulldogs have been over a hundred. So, if you want an ultimate POD fucking VC, there you go. But I've yeah. got a better POD VC. Oh motherfucker, I've got I've got some good VCs and Cs coming up. Um, Saturday, Port Adelaide versus West Coast Eagles at Adelaide Oval. Gather round two point oh. Uh, you got anyone in this? Yeah, West Coast went home and then are coming back to Port. Well, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, um, my smoke. If you like a risky VC, um, Connor Rosie scored 153 against West Coast last year, and West Coast are obviously looking very, very poor this year. Yeah, so is their waffle team. <laughs> well, their waffle team's playing AFL. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> So Connor Rosie for a POD VC? Yep. That's about it? Yeah, I don't know if I'd be looking at anyone else in this game, about- really, unless for some Butters. reason, you know, like Charlie Dixon or something. Butters. 
just fucking hope Tom Barras plays a bit better than he did last week. Fucking hell. No, so, 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 when the team sheets came out and I saw Cole was an out, straight away, I'm going, Barras is going to play lockdown. Yeah, well, you didn't mention that to me, mate. Oh, I thought you would have freaking paid attention to the team sheets once they come out. But you no, want to hope that Cole or they bring in a key defender in this week so then Barras can actually do the McGovern role. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, next game, Giants versus Brisbane at, I think that's Monica. Uh, yep, at Monica. I still play at Monica Oval. Yeah, Canberra, Canberra deals, bruh. I didn't think they were calling that Manica Oval. Anyway. That's always been. Anyway. Um, I, I like Lockie Neal again. Yeah, yeah, Lockie Neal. Or a Josh Dunkley, if you don't have Lockie Neal. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to agree. A bit vanilla for this game, but there's not really any other super obvious one here. Yeah. I don't know what Josh Kelly's run like is against the Lions, but I could just see them absolutely fucking the Giants up the butthole. And it will be uploaded on to Brazzers. They dropped Tom Cole. Did they drop him? I thought he was injured. He's not on the injury list. Fuck it. Oh, what? Do you feel dogged or what? I'm lagging a little bit behind here, but now I'm fucking pissed off. I'm going <laughs> to... Oh shit! Yeah, uh, we'll keep going. Yeah, keep going. We'll keep going. Yep. Okay. So Geelong versus Sydney at GMHB ABCDEFG Stadium. To be honest, I don't really. Geelong versus Sydney. Jeremy Cameron. Fuck yeah! You can just see it happening again, can't you? I I I do. I can't help but think that Sydney will probably come up with a plan for him. They just always seem to. But then, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I want to check something. No one will have this fucker, surely. No one will have, especially with the way he started the year. 1% owned. 1,741 teams have this motherfucker. Tom Hawkins, 430K. Averaging only 80, but his last three... Against Sydney, he got a mass. Like he looks like he came alive last week, but these these are his last three scores against Sydney: 33, 65, 57. Fuck no! Don't do Tom Hawkins. Uh, I was trying to find Sydney someone that I thought might. Yeah. He defense line though. Oh, fuck it, Jeremy Cameron, uh, Tom Stewart. Uh, no. no, don't like him. Yeah, okay. More wishful thinking than anything else. Errol Gordon season. Bounce back. Big one no. forty. No. I don't I don't like any options from this game, honestly. Chad Warner. Cheeky VC. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Moving on to Sunday. So now we're into C territory. Well, still VC territory, uh, technically. Yeah. Still VC territory. Hawthorne versus a Crom. Okay. Jordan Dawson, fucking Rory Laird, fucking. Main two. Do we need to go through it? Like, they're the two. Yeah, they're the two. Fuck it. Next one. Carlton versus St. Kilda at Marvel. Mm, this is an interesting one. What you thinking? Jack Steele. No one will have him, surely. Yeah, no one's got him. No one's got him. Um, I don't know. This is a weird one. I don't know mm. if there's any obvious options here. I don't think there is, to be honest. 
Keep an eye on Sam Walsh, though, um, for future trade-ins. Yeah, we'll talk about him next week after a couple of weeks of data. Yeah, yeah. Um, Suns versus North. Straight up fucking Took Miller. Straight up. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't mind Ben King either if you've got him. As a C. <laughs> As a VC. Fuck. Fuck. Um, I love the fact that you said this earlier, but I, I'm I'm going to say if you've got him, Noah Anderson, if you could somehow VC that motherfucker, I reckon could go big in this game. If you don't have anyone fucking in the previous games or you fucking fell asleep and forgot to set it. <laughs> I hate, I've seen Twitter, man. Some people have done some crazy shit. It was a bloke that had Marshall on the bench and didn't <laughs> see him. Oh, poor bastard. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us have. Yeah. Um, anyone else? Yeah, apart from two. No, not really. Um, Sheasel's under an injury cloud, so no. Um, Schneezel to you. Schneezel. Schneezel. Anyone else? Wits. Oh, if he's back. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. LDU? No, nah, no. Nah. Nah. That guy's pathetic. Really? The way he's sulking up because North are losing now. <laughs> Did you watch that game? No, nah, I can't be bothered. I watched it a little bit. Like, I, I ended up switching it over to something else, but... He's he barely got out of second gear because they were getting flogged. Like oh. he's got attitude problems, which we'll is a shame because he is super talented. But I think we're gonna have to wait for North to be a bit better than they are. Um, yeah, to we'll keep him. We'll keep moving him. Keep moving on. Uh, Monday's game: Melbourne versus Richmond MCG. Clayton Oliver, obviously, because Richmond gone. don't tag. Yep, Max gone if he gets up. If not Grundy, against yeah. some reason, Dimmer will not use Samson Ryan as a fucking ruckman, even though he's a baby giraffe in the forward line. <laughs> rather use 190 centimetres, Ben Miller, who is a key defender. Oh, uh, Stop your rants. There's, <laughs> there's fucking problems at Richmond. Anyway, um, yeah, Clayton Oliver is going to tear Richmond. A new one. Petraka will as well. Fucking yeah, just any of them. Any of them. Yeah. I'll skip that one then. Um, and then Anzac Day, Collingwood versus Essendon. There's a plethora of random fucking captains that you could do in this one. Obviously, Dacos being the main one and Darcy Parrish being the other main one. Um, who else, Pato? Yeah, Disco Dacos, I think, will probably be my captain. Now, how did he go in Anzac Day last year? Not very well. 71. Yeah, um, I don't mind. I actually said as a joke, but I think this could happen. Mason Redman could pop off and get the the Anzac medal. Won't surprise me. Will not surprise me. We'll chuck a cheeky bet on it. Um, but yeah, I like Parrish. Parrish is pl- plodding along, um, and everyone knows he loves a bit of Anzac Day magic. So, Sam Draper, anyone? Imagine the scenes if the Setter Goat wins the Anzac Day medal. True. I mean, Collingwood don't have an obvious midfielder that they would go to. Um, oh, he who shall not be named is probably a bit of a big game player as well. If he gets up. Oh, he was just up. sick. It was like gastro yeah. or some shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's 
a random lot there, Pato. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think mine will end up being VC Neil. And if I end up picking him C, Rory Laird. I think that's what yeah, I'll probably run with. VC Laird into Dacos. Dacos, yeah. It might just depend though, because if Davy gets up and Constable somehow plays Madden. and Cowan gets yeah. dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Like I may not have a loophole option because Madden plays Saturday afternoon. Yep. You, then you'd want fucking Cowan to not play. But then I, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But then I have oh. to be, I've got a basketball game Sunday afternoon, so I won't even be able to check it. Fuck. Oh, anyway, that's, that's my problem. <laughs> that's a you problem. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just VC Rosie for the memes. And if he doesn't get up, I'll just go lead. Yeah. Fair. Um, Pato, what is your Twitter? Uh, it's at P A T T O S triple C. Sorry, I I missed a VC. Who who is your VC? I can't believe I didn't think of him. Um, who? Mark Pitnett went down last weekend and won't get up, so Rowan Marshall will be rucking against DeConing. Oh yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Um, anyway, my um my Twitter handle is at D A N E O S triple C, and find us on Facebook, motherfuckers. Uh, we are the Supercoach Co Captains on Facebook, and yeah, just fucking give us a like and. Chuck us a message and whatnot. And yeah, try and yep, beat absolutely. me for the round score. Oh, please. <laughs> ah, anyway, so from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing. The fuck off. <laughs>